good everyone it's your girl lo and you are tuning into your story y'all so i've been seriously thinking about changing you know how i say it's your girl lo i really think i'm going to i'm going to change it i'm going to say my full name lorena because god brought me to this world my parents gave me a beautiful name and you know people started calling me lo like my friends and stuff because they couldn't really say my name but I have a beautiful name. I have a very unique name. Like nobody, I, I really, I hardly, not me stuttering. I hardly um, come across people who are named Lorena. So I'm going to start saying my full name because I like my name. And my name deserves to be out there like that. Like what? Anyways, I hope y'all are having an amazing October. It's spooky season. I hope y'all are cuffed up because you know I am. I can't wait. For my man to be here in New York this weekend and next week so we could cuddle, do spooky things. You know what I'm saying? So I'm super excited about that. But let's get into it. So this is going to be a very touchy subject for me because being a daughter of immigrants, growing up in a low-income household, low-income community, it's been hard. You know, some of us who come from similar backgrounds as me, you know, it's hard. With my background, I had to grow up quickly in certain situations. I, you know, it's just, it's hard. I thank God every day for giving me an amazing family to be a part of and amazing parents. And I have come to realize that my parents did the best that they could due to like certain circumstances. And I had to forgive them in order for me to move on and to heal. So I decided to write a love letter to my inner child. And I got this idea from a podcast that I was listening to. It's called All Things Latina Podcast by Tani Estefi. Hopefully I said her name right. But whenever y'all get the chance, y'all should definitely check it out. Great podcast. Love her. Love the topics that they speak about. And anyways, they did an episode called A Love Letter to My Inner Niña. And I really, really loved this episode. I was crying. I was like, oh my God. And I was like really going through a moment whenever I was hearing this podcast, this episode, because I feel like more now more than ever, like my inner child is really, really like screaming out for me to like heal her. And she deserves that. She deserves peace. I deserve peace. There's certain life transitions that I'm going through in the moment that require me to heal. Also, side note, but your girl broke into femtech, sex tech. So yes, I am finally in the sex tech, femtech industry. I am an operations manager for a tech company. I'm not going to say which one, but yeah, I'm super excited to be a part of um, the company and I'm super excited to be like actually in the field that I want to be in. So side note, I was able to break into the tech industry and I'm super excited That's all God, consistency, and hard work. So shout out to me. But anyways, going back to this, I really need to heal my inner child. And I'm very, very self-aware. I was going to, I was seeing a therapist during college and he was even like, wow, like you're super self-aware. And like, I always get, especially like from older people who are like 27, 28, 30, they're like, how old are you? I'm like 25. They're like, wow, like you're really mature for your age. I'm like, thanks trauma. Like, seriously, I know I don't act like I'm 25 because I believe I'm wise for my age like I am because I've been through 
a lot of stuff that required me to grow up. But anyways, whenever y'all get a chance, check out this episode from All Things Latina podcast called A Love Letter to My Inner Niña. I want to take the time out to read my love letter to my inner niña. So (laughs) bear with me because I might get a little bit emotional. Lorenita, first, let me say that I love you so much and that you are loved by many. From a very young age, you never felt good enough nor lovable. Mom was always hard on you, but she only wanted the best for you and protect you. You are her miracle, baby. Appa did his best too, even though you never heard him say he loved you until he dropped you off at college at Texas State. I'm sorry for abandoning you when your loved ones abandoned you. I'm sorry for not loving you enough when people, your friends, called you ugly or gross. I'm sorry for not loving you enough. It does get better, Lorenita. You blossom into an amazing, God-fearing woman who lives in New York City, chasing after her dreams, no matter how big or scary they may be. You also meet the love of your life, your husband, Paris Michael Lambert, at the age of 24, going into year 25. Be gentle, patient, respectful, and loving towards him too, no matter what, because we are still trying to heal little us. Lorenita, mi niña hermosa, ya no llores porque aquí estoy. Yo cuidándote y y queriéndote muchísimo. No te preocupes, mi niña. (laughs) So, I'm trying not to, like, get super emotional because I want to get through this episode. But that was super hard for me to write. But also, I knew I needed to write that to myself. Because even though I'm accomplishing so many things in my life and, like, doing so much at once, I still believe, like, I still have my moments where I'm just like, damn, am I good enough? Or is this good enough? Am I doing enough? Can I be doing more? You know, being a daughter of immigrants, we see, or a child of immigrants, we see our parents giving so much of themselves every fucking day because they have to, you know, to put food on the table, to pay the bills. They came, they left their country to give their children a better life for us to accomplish our dreams and to have opportunities that they didn't have. So every time I'm doing something, I think like, damn, like, am I doing it enough? Because mom and dad were doing this. Mom and dad never took days days off. Never. That wasn't a choice. When mom was sick, she still went to work. No matter what, she got a swollen eye, she's at work because she had to do that. And something that me and my friends who come from similar backgrounds, what we talk about is just like, you know, that's our parents. We do have us as first generations. We do have the opportunity to say, you know what? 
I'm not going to do this today. I'm going to take a break. It's okay to take a break and you shouldn't feel bad or guilty for taking a break. Our circumstances are different from our parents. And yes, it may seem selfish, I guess. Like I feel selfish whenever I'm not working as hard as my parents did, but also like things are different for me. I recognize my privileges that I have because of my parents. And you know, this love letter to myself, to my inner child, it needed to happen because I just wasn't giving myself so much credit. And you know, I'm not that little girl anymore. Yes, she was wounded, but I'm a whole different person. I'm a whole different woman. I'm a God-fearing woman. I'm an accomplished woman. And that's what your soy is all about too. Your soy, I am. You know, there's a lot of times because there were so many negative things spoken into my life and who I was whenever I was growing up. I was told so many hurtful things by like loved ones and close ones. I develop a mindset of, damn, like, I'm ugly. Damn, I'm not good enough or I'm gross. And the reason why I do say gross, this is a lot of, a lot of people don't know this about me, but when I was in my mom's stomach, I basically, my mom had me at a very late age, like 35, 37, around there, I think. But anyways, I have gastroschisis. Basically, my organs developed outside of my stomach in a little sack. Right when I was, my mom knew I was going to come out like this. So she had the option to either abort me or keep me. The doctor said she should abort me because of the complications that were going to come next for her and for myself. My mom decided to keep me. Um, Right when I was born, I had to get rushed into surgery so the doctor could put all of my organs back into my in like back inside my stomach I don't I don't know anyways I have a big scar on my stomach growing up I never I hated showing my stomach I never wore two-piece swimsuits I always wore one piece I never went swimming honestly and I don't even know how to swim now that's probably why I don't even know how to swim because my ass didn't even like go swimming because I didn't want to show off my stomach or anything like that I didn't want people staring at me I didn't want to People coming like, oh my God, like, why do you have that? But as I got older, I stopped caring. It's just a scar. And the thing that gets to me though, and as things that I'm still trying to heal from is when I was little, I remember clear as day. I was in middle school. My One of my friends came up to me. Mind you, I never showed my stomach to anybody because I, I, hate, I hated my scar. I hated getting dressed in front of people, so I would hide in the corner during, like, P.E. so I could change out of my clothes and stuff. Anyways, somebody has saw my scar, and they went up to one of my friends. One of my close friends are like, hey, dude, like, I heard Lorena's an alien because she doesn't have a belly button. And my friend came up to me. She was like, girl, so-so that said this, but don't worry, like, I got you. I was, I, I told them shit. Things like that. This one time, too. I had a crush on this boy in high school. I showed him my scar because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I showed it to him or some shit. Anyways, he saw my scar and he goes, "Ew, don't ever show me that ever again. That's gross, y'all." When I tell you, my heart broke. But now I don't give a fuck. I hate when, also I hate when people just stare at my stomach because of my scar. 
It's like, just ask me. Like, I would respect you 100 times more if you asked me, like, hey, what happened to your stomach? Most of the time, whenever people, like, ask me, like, hey, what happened to your stomach? I'm like, I told you I grew up in five palms. I got stabbed. Like, what? But that's just me being funny. So that's where I feel like I abandoned myself. I didn't love myself. I didn't think I was enough because of what other people were saying. But I had to listen to what God was saying. I am my mom's miracle baby. I was supposed I was not supposed to be on this earth, but God brought me here for a reason, a huge reason. I I truly believe I'm God's favorite and nobody can ever take that away from me. But there is stuff that I still need to heal within myself, especially my inner yinya. Being in New York, being here by myself, it's hard. I have imposter syndrome. I'm just like, can I really do this? And I'm just like, Lorena, snap out of it. Like, you are actually doing this. That's New York for you. You can hear the, um, what's it called? Not the fire, the firefighter. Is that the fire hydrant? Oh my God. It's 11 a.m., so. Anyways, I challenge you to write a love letter to yourself, to your inner niña, because she deserves that much. I challenge you to heal her, to be there for her, to care for her, to forgive her, to love her. Some of the ways that I try to heal my inner child is doing the things that I wasn't able to do whenever I was younger. So I take myself out now, or I join like different classes, or I travel, even just being silly with my boyfriend. He always tells me like he loves me being silly with him because he could really see like my inner child come out. So I love that. And also don't think that you have to be 100% healed to be in a relationship because you don't. I'm not 100% healed, but I'm taking active steps to heal every part of me. And healing is not a sprint. It is a marathon. It is a journey. You're not going to heal within like the next month. You're not going to be fully healed within the next year. And even when you think you're fully healed, there's going to be things that just trigger you out of nowhere. You're like, what the fuck? Like, I thought I was healed. No, it's it's not about that. It's about being self-aware. It's about developing those coping mechanisms to do better and to be better. I love who I am. You know, I have my moments still where I'm just like, damn, am I enough? Even in this transition of this new industry, y'all, it's the tech industry. I was not in the tech industry anymore, I mean, before. So I'm learning a whole new industry, like the terminology, the methods, all these different things. And it's in healthcare too. So I'm learning the health aspect of it. So I started guess, second guessing myself. I'm just like, damn, can, can I do this? But then I have to snap out of it. I have to tell myself, Lorena, I am enough. I am capable. Yo soy poderosa. Yo soy inteligente. Yo soy that bitch. <laughs> Let me stop. Yo soy tan bellísima. I have to tell myself those affirmations because I deserve that much. I deserve to feel enough. My inner niña deserves to feel enough, even though she's still kind of broken. I have to be so tender and loving towards her. In those moments where I just can't take it, I stop everything that I'm doing and I soothe myself. And whether that's just watching TV or writing in my journal, or getting my favorite meal, or a dessert. It's all a journey that's going to take time. And I share with you my love letter to my inner child, to my inner niña, because it's not easy bringing up past traumas. It's not easy really calling out your own bullshit, you know? But it's needed. It's definitely needed. 
especially like if you want to elevate in this life. I also want to tell y'all a story that just happened like two months ago. So I'm on the phone with my parents. Mind you, like I said, I come from very traditional Mexican parents who are super fucking strict or who were super strict. They kind of like gave up on me, like not gave up on me, but gave up on like telling me what to do because they know I'm not going to listen. But anyways, I'm on the phone with them and I was talking to them about where I'm going to go with my boyfriend and my dad starts talking, right? And he's talking about like oveja negras. And I'm like, okay, like why, why is he talking to me about goats in Puerto Rico? Like there's goats in the US. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know why he's bringing this up. So I'm just like, oh, okay, okay, pa. And he was like, just talking. And then I was like, pa, like there's black hogs in the back of McDonald's. I was like, what's the difference of me going to Puerto Rico? Like there's animals everywhere. And he stays quiet and he keeps talking about the oveja negra. And I'm like, okay, pa, donde mirate esta oveja negra? Where'd you see this oveja negra? Mind you. I'm thinking oveja means goat. And he starts laughing. He's like, you, tú, tú eres la oveja negra. And I was like, oh shit. Like, he means sheep. He was like, I'm the black sheep of the family. And I was like, bye. He starts laughing. I was like, this whole time I thought you were talking about goats. And he was like, no. He started cracking up. But I thought it was so funny how my dad called me the black sheep of the family. Because my ass don't listen. I don't sit still. I'm always everywhere. When everybody goes right, I go left. But that's just how I am. And that's me healing my inner child. I truly believe that because growing up, I was always told what to do. I never had a choice, especially because I'm the baby. And like I said, daughter of immigrants, super traditional Mexican parents, strict as fuck. I could never do shit. So right when I turned 18 and I was able to make the decision to go to Texas State, I didn't even tell my parents. I was like, I saw my papers. I'm going to Texas State sorry i already accepted everything like i'm leaving and from that moment i told myself i am going to do whatever it takes to become successful because my parents deserve that much because they sacrificed so much for me but anyways going back to the story so yeah my dad called me the black sheep of the family my mom was like you just like me i was like okay so if i'm just like you why do you stay getting mad when I start doing this or making decisions for myself that really like you used to do when you were younger too? Because she left Delicias and she hated Delicias. And I'm like, okay, well, I hate San Antonio. Well, I don't hate San Antonio. I don't like San Antonio. You know, I'm born and raised there. So it's just like, I want to see the world. And growing up, I never got to travel. We never took family vacations. We didn't have that luxury. I think we took like one family vacation to the beach to Corpus Christi and that was it. And we also had the moments of like going to Mexico and stuff. But that's that's going to Mexico. So, yeah. Y'all, healing is a never-ending journey. I am working on it every day. Me and my boyfriend have the saying. It doesn't matter if you get better by 1%, 10% every day. As long as you're getting better and you're working towards that goal. It does not matter. Because why are we rushing for things when we have our entire life? To do whatever we want. I'm only 25. He's also only 25. But again, if you want to elevate in this life, you really have to heal certain part of of yourselves. It's going to take work. It's going to take debt. You're going to have to get deep with yourself. And you're going to have to call out your bullshit, like I said. But it's worth it. Because I deserve that much. Lorenita deserves that much. The lowism for today, before I end this episode, is 
I started Yo Soy because I wanted my community and other communities like mine to believe in themselves and to go after what they want no matter what. Yo Soy means I am. If you keep telling yourself, I am smart, I am capable, I am valued, I am loved, I am loved by the most high, I am successful, you're going to start believing in yourself and you're going to start seeing changes in your life, in your routine, in your lifestyle, just everywhere. We don't have no room for negativity. I mean, I'm not saying you have to be 100% positive all the time, but why make room? It's not that we don't have, but why make the room for I am ugly or I'm this? I'm I'm fat or I'm not enough. I mean, I do have my moments, but screw all that. Honestly, start talking to yourself how you would want your significant other to talk to you. How you want others to talk to you. It doesn't even have to be a significant other. How do you see yourself? How do you want others to portray you? Once you set that standard, that standard can't go down unless you let it. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to today's episode. I challenge everyone before the end of the year to write a love letter to your inner child, to your inner niña, and also check out that one podcast that I told y'all about, All Things Latina Podcast, and the episode, A Love Letter to My Inner Niña. And if you think of anything that you want to ask me, please DM me. You can follow me at Love Me Lorena, or you can follow my podcast at the Yo Soy podcast on Instagram. All right, y'all. Peace.